Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Welcome into another edition of the Shant Show. So, um, the Birmingham Bowl exists and it has happened. And, um, I wish literally anything else had happened. Coastal Carolina loses to East Carolina 53 to 29. And they did it. They did it in embarrassing fashion. Uh, This was yet another shambolic performance. One of my favorite words. Uh, This was the third blowout loss in a row. And um, for the betterment of football, I hope that Coach Chad Staggs doesn't get a job after this. I hope he has to open up like an accounting firm or something. I I, I want him to be able to put, you know, food on the table for his family. I, I, I wish the guy the best, but um, stay the hell away from football, please. Football is better without you. This game came down to a few pivotal moments. We'll get into those in more detail, but. Josh, what are your initial takeaways from this game? Just, I mean, just embarrassing. Come out with, we get smacked in the mouth pretty early, down 10 nothing, And then we show signs of life, get a touchdown, um, get a stop off of kind of a, we couldn't stop him unless it was in the red zone, but that's what we said anyways. Um, and then we get a touchdown. We, Grayson McCall runs in the touchdown and, we're all of a sudden up 14 to 10. He gets up. We think it's fine. And then just a play, a, fr- a freak play, really. He gets flipped over. An East Carolina player ends up injured as well. And then Grayson, you see him on the sideline, literally like grimacing, hurting to move. Like, looks like he hurts to just exist. And at that point, I didn't care that we were up 14 to 10 or that we were in a good position. We were getting the ball back at halftime. The game was over. Um, he never came back after that. That was his last play as a Shauna clear. And he left it all on the line, literally. So after that, not a lot of fight, a ton of turnovers, just some boneheaded plays, stupid penalties. It was just embarrassing all around. There's only a couple people in this game that deserve praise and 10 is one of them. But other than that, I mean, what was it? 53 points. I'll make this quick, but that's all. I, that's all I really have to say is 53 points. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it was – this has got to be one of the – probably one of the most embarrassing losses Coastal's ever had, probably ever in football. Like, it's it, – it can't get no worse than that. A 24-point – just taking you to the woodshed, that, that's just how bad it was. I mean, Holton Ayers looked like Tom Brady out there. And this guy already – he set records in the Birmingham Bowl. He had five passing touchdowns, ran for one. God, we just couldn't – we couldn't stop the guy. And, but we literally talked about it on the pod that if he didn't, you know, if we couldn't stop him, this is what was going to happen. You know, it, I I feel I feel bad for a lot of players. You know, there are a bunch of players that, you know, went out there and tried to give it their all in their last game. And, you know, we just found out yesterday, you know, the Jordan Strong, Lance Boykin weren't going to even play because of them going to the draft. And then, you know, Jacob Prochet and, uh, Fletcher got picked on all day. It just, it just wasn't a good day on defense. And you know, Chad Stags, 
I, I feel like Curtis. I, I, I want this guy to have a job. I want this guy to be able to provide for his family, but maybe you need to find a new career path because being a football coach ain't it for you. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, you just ain't got it. And you need to try, try and find something that you like to do. Go be a full-time manager at a grocery store or go, go do something at a sporting goods store. You can't be a coach. You just can't coach no more. Uh, Tim Banks got a lot of work to do for next year. But I did see signs of life. You know, Bryce Archie came in for a little bit during the game and late in the game. He played pretty well for the time that he was in. But we just did not come ready to play. East Carolina got under our skin to start the game, and we just we couldn't keep up with them. But hats off to them for the performance they had. But we have a lot of work to do to get this program to where we need to get it to. Yeah, honestly, to me, when I was watching that, I'm thinking to myself, like, I go to the corners, like, first, there was just no technique. Like, there was no technique with these corners. They weren't turning around. They were putting their hands where they weren't supposed to on a wide receiver, grabbing them, like, holding on too long. It just seemed like there was no technique. It seemed like Chad Staggs didn't teach these, or whoever the secondary coach is, didn't teach these guys how to actually cover. Either that or they just didn't do it. But, I mean, it really is disappointing to see because I had hope. I, I had hope. I thought that Chad Staggs was going to have – one of his better performances, this being his last game at Coastal, and it just didn't happen, you know. Um, we were down ten nothing. Obviously, Grayson McCall, he had the uh he ran in he ran into the end zone, made it a 14-10 game. But as soon as he got hurt, it just it didn't get better from there. And look, I, I think if we're talking about Chad Staggs getting a new career, I think it should be a salesman because for some reason he was able to sell the idea to Matt Hogue that he should be a defensive coordinator for Coastal Carolina University. I think that's a good. I think that's a good career for him, right there. To be honest, a salesman because somehow he sold that idea. But regardless, I mean, it's just it's just upsetting. Yeah, this is um, embarrassing in every sense of the word. Um, I would have much rather Coastal just not played a game today, because what good did you get out of that other than the Bryce Archie cameo? Like, you're going to go home and burn the tape on this one. We knew, all four of us knew, that when Grayson McCall went down, you said it, Josh, this game was over. And it snowballed from there, and it ended up being a complete and total embarrassment and a blowout again. And I, there, I could get into X's and O's and talk about how East Carolina had six foot five receivers all over the place. And we were trying to cover them with four foot 11 corners. And it's just like, what can you do? Like the, as much as those guys were making mistakes, I mean, we jumped off sides like four times too. Let's not forget that. Um, but, but also our cornerbacks were just outsized. They, they had nothing that they could do. Yeah, they could have turned their head around a little bit earlier. Yeah, they could have done this and that, but it didn't matter. And I think this shows the gap in talent between where Coastal is and where Coastal wants to be and where Coastal thinks it is. I think those are three drastically different levels. And I think Tim Beck is the man that, is going to look at it and say, hey, this is where we think we are, but we're not there yet. 
this is where we want to be and we're not there yet. Here is where we are and we're going to move towards those goals. But today you fell further behind them. This was embarrassing. And for 10's sake, I wish it had gone better. I don't know. I don't know. I really, I, I don't know. Um, I guess we can kind of talk about the, the game itself and, and some of the big moments. Jared Brown getting hurt also didn't help. I mean, you basically lost the two biggest parts of Coastal's offense midway through the first quarter. When was Grayson's injury? About the end of the first quarter? It was like right, it was right near the start of the second quarter. Okay, so by the start of the second quarter, you had lost the Sunbelt Player of the Year and the Sunbelt Freshman of the Year for the game. Yeah. And we talked about in our pregame episode that it was going to take a lot to beat the East Carolina team. Without those two, it was going to take the hand of God himself. Jordan... This game is a game where you're going to go home and burn the tape. Did you learn anything about Coastal from this game? I learned that, honestly, I learned that when other teams get in our head, we lose focus of the team that we are and what the goal is at hand. I feel like there were a lot of times East Carolina was talking a lot during the game, but they were able to talk and back it up, and we were not able to. We tried to talk, but we just could not back it up. They were able to be 2020 Coastal Carolina. Exactly. Rather than 2022 Coastal Carolina that talks all that shit and then always gets flagged for it because they're always the antagonist and always the asshole. You're absolutely right. That's that's what they remind me of. They remind me of us, but it just we just did not come ready to play today. And, you know, a lot have happened since in about last three weeks, but that's no excuse. And I'm like, you, Curtis, if that's the case, then we just shouldn't have played. I just feel like we shouldn't have – either we shouldn't have played or we should have had somebody else be the coach. You know, a lot of a lot of the fans were saying they wanted Joe Mowgli to coach the game. I don't know if Joe Mowgli would have done as good of a job if, if you know, with Chad Staggs coaching tonight. I don't know how good of a job he would have done, but – I, I just feel like we, we really just let our emotions get the better of us this game. But I did see Tyler Roberts have a big game. You know, he stepped up in a big way. We couldn't have anybody catch the ball, really, besides him and Sam Pinckney. Um, he stepped up in a huge way, tried to get us back into the game. And well, other than that, I mean, we can't let our emotions get the better of us. We have to learn to have self-control, and we cannot allow penalties to get us beat either. Willie Lampkin. Where the hell did you come from? I didn't even think this guy was going to even play today. And I look up and I see he's getting false start penalties and unsportsmanlike conduct, 15-yard penalties. Should have left for UNC before the game even started. We would have been better off. Yeah. Like, I was really shocked to see that. But, yeah, I mean, we just got to do a lot better. I mean, the offseason, this is going to hurt for the offseason. But I would much rather us lose and have a long, hard summer to work this off and to get better as a group than to win. And, you know, I would have wanted us to win, but I feel like this is going to motivate us into a better 2023. That's what I think. Yeah, if you liked – if anybody on the team enjoyed any part of this, any any part of it, they're not thinking that 
this is the worst thing ever, that they're, they're, they're not embarrassed, as embarrassed as we are, transfer. Enter the transfer portal. Go join Willie Lampkin at UNC, and you can be the, the Northern Carolina Chanticleers. And you can get out of here, and we, we don't if, – if, if you're part of that, we, we don't want you. We don't want you at all. Go ahead and transfer. If you're not about that hard summer, long hours, if you're not completely bought into making sure that this never happens again, then go ahead and get out of here. And real quick, I wanted to touch on – you mentioned it a little bit, but Tyler Roberts had a catch. So we come out of the second half, we're down 10, and Braden Bennett fumbles. And East Carolina scores a 20-yard touchdown. I mean, they didn't have anywhere. They had like 20 yards to go. They scored a touchdown, 31-14. We come right back, and this is what's really frustrating. Jerry Guest throws the most beautiful pass that I've ever seen him throw to Tyler Roberts on a wide – he was slinging the ball. I mean, that was beautiful. You could Grayson McCall couldn't have placed that ball any better. And we cut it to 10-point game, and we get a stop. That was the pivotal moment. Okay, we get a stop. We're down by 10 midway through the third quarter. We 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 get a touchdown, and we're at midfield. We get a touchdown. It's a three-point game, whole new ball game. And what happens? Jared Guest tries to be a hero, tries to outrun a defensive end that's completely got him. And not only does he take a sack, but he also fumbles, and the game was over then. That right there shows me what this team was made of today. You had a chance. You clawed back, but great teams would capitalize there or at least squeak out a field goal. And that just shows me that Jared Guest can't play college football. You cannot do that. Sometimes he makes decent plays, but more often than not, he tries to do too much, and he's terrible when he tries to do too much. So that was really disheartening to see us get a little strike and then fail like that. And the game was over before then, but it would have been nice to cut it to three or seven and that just showed me that big changes are needed. And, yeah, if you're not bought in, please get the hell out of here. Mario, I'll, I'll pose this question to you. If you're Tim back, how do you look at this game? Do you look at it as, hey, this is a team and I know what's wrong with it and I can fix it? Or do you look at this and you go, oh, holy shit, what did I jump into here? First of all, if I'm Tim Beck and I'm looking at this entire team, I'm I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a, a nice little broom, a nice mop, some vacuum cleaner, some cleaning supplies, and I'm gonna clean this whole thing out because it's time for a change. We have ran these same in plays, the same system for three years now. And I think it's time for a change. If I'm Tim Beck, personally me, I'm looking at today and I'm like, we are getting nowhere. At the end of the day, this may have worked three years ago, but it's three years later and it's getting worse. So you know what? It's time to move on from it. Think about it. Since that 12-0 season, we've just gotten worse. We've just gotten worse. Records have gotten worse. The players haven't been playing the way they're supposed to since that since that 12-0 season. It's just been getting worse. But what I will say is this. If I'm Tim Beck, I'm, an, I'm analyzing this team. I'm analyzing everything throughout the season. And I'm running a whole new system. Whole new system. Because it's time for some change. Maybe a new look is what this team needs. Because I think everybody's just predicting us at this point. I think everybody's just predicting the system, predicting the formations, predicting the offense and defense. I mean, it's time. It really is time. I've been saying this. I've been texting you all about it. I said, I don't care no more. I don't care who, like, again, like Willie Lampkin, Grayson McCall, um, Josiah Stewart, all those guys. um, You know, thank you for your contributions. You know, I wish you the best of luck. But at this point, I'm not making a big fuss about who goes into that transfer portal. 
because I think it's time that we get some new players. I think it's time that we get a new system, and I think it's time that we turn this shit around. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. Nothing against them. It's time we turn this shit around because it's not working. So if I'm Tim Beck and looking at this game, I've come to the conclusion that this system is not working. There's some issues that are going on here. I'm not saying like, oh, my God, I'm screwed. I can't believe I got myself into this. But I'm going to say this. It's time for a whole new rebuild. It's time for a whole new 360. And it's time for me and my new coaching staff to get in there and change the culture of Coastal Carolina University. Football, at least. That's completely fair. Um, I think this game will have helped Tim Beck more than it will have scared him or hurt him. I think this game showed him like, hey, here's where the weaknesses are in this team. The secondary has nobody. I mean, that's that's our starting secondary next season, guys. There ain't nobody in there. Yeah, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, that thought just crossed your mind. That was a preview of next year's starting secondary if we don't bring anybody in. We all lose every game. I think he now knows, hey, this is what I have to do to be successful. I have to hit the portal. I have to have tough conversations with players that have been on this roster for too long and haven't contributed. It's time for you to go. He needs to have his coach prime moment where he walks in to the team meeting after this and goes, you know, some of you may die and it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Like, that's just what it has to be. This team doesn't grow without something like that, without a statement like that from your new head coach. And I think, I think Tim Beck can do that. And I think he has the name recognition and the recruiting ability to bring in some of these guys out of the portal to help this team immediately and to go out and find some some high school kids to help too. So I think if you're Tim Beck, you walk away with more positives than negatives. I know it's hard to do that, and, and, and we're all super negative after getting blown out in the bowl game. But for him, this couldn't have gone any better. If Chad Staggs by some miracle, wins this game, it makes it even harder for Chad Staggs to get a good read on this team and to go into that conversation with Chad Staggs and tell him to kick rocks. Now that you got blown out and blown out the way you did, that's an easy conversation. I mean, we already knew he was gone, but, I mean, now it makes it even easier. Mario, you had uh, you had something to add here. Yeah, glad you made that made that point, Curtis, because I'm 100% with you on everything you just said, especially the fact that you were talking about some of you guys might, you know, suffer from this, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. You know what? These kids, they need they need a sink or swim moment. They need it. And what better way to do that than when this new year comes? Because like you said, these are the guys. And again, whether it's we're going to figure out, I think this is a perfect moment for Tim Beck to figure out which ones are willing to step up and which ones are not. Simple as that, because once they get to it's the same thing for when they get to the pros. It's not going to be easy. You know, like in college, you cannot coddle these guys because by the time they get to the NFL, it's not going to work out for them because you're fighting against a whole roster in the NFL. You're trying to make a roster spot. And that's hard. That's hard to make a roster spot in the NFL, let alone just start. So I completely agree, agree with you. It's time for Tim Beck to look at this and be like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to tell you guys right now. If I'm committed to you guys, but if you're committed to me, you better show it. I came here. I am committed to this university. So it's time for you players to step up. And it's time for you guys. It's time for you players to show that you're committed as well. It's sink or swim. And if you're, if you swim, I'll make you flourish. If you sink, can't help you because you're, you're doing that to yourself. At the end of the day, you're doing that to yourself. And we're going to figure out which players are, are going to be those types of guys. Cause I was looking at this game and I'm saying to myself, is it, 
the coach is not teaching them the right stuff, or is it the players just not listening to what the coaches are saying? But uh, best believe Tim Beck's going to figure that out come next season. Some guys might ride the bench. Other guys might flourish and grow and evolve. We don't know, but I think that's something that Tim Beck should look at. So I completely agree with you, Curtis. It's time to sink or swim. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be one of the, the big uh, off-season stories with Coastal Carolina is how different is this program? Again, you ended the season on three blowout losses. Jordan, I'll come to you uh, for the last couple points here. This game could have gone so many different ways, but the way that it went was the way that it almost inevitably seemed like it would, at least to me. Did you feel that Coastal could have done anything differently to change the outcome of this game, aside from keep Grayson McCall healthy? I mean, that was priority step one right there. I mean, I think outside of that, I mean, I feel like the coverage of defense should definitely have changed. And, you know, we, we talked about um, Chad Staggs trying to make an adjustment. But, again, you know, just, you know, just like on everything on – like a playing music on repeat, you know, he never made an adjustment. And that's what – that's what got us. And Ehlers was just airing it up. Literally, almost directly every time with that left arm. He's got a pretty good left arm. Um, and if, if anybody boosts his dra- their draft stock up tonight, it was him. He's going to get drafted big time. I can tell you that right now. Um, But, okay, maybe maybe he won't, maybe he will. But I'm just saying he boosts his stock up just a little bit. But, I mean, he never made an adjustment. And this was something we've been talking about for the past two years now. And, that ultimately, I feel like, hurt us. And then on top of that, when you got, you know, countless penalties, and, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, Chad Staggs reminded me of uh, Jason Garrett, Dallas Cowboys. He just kept looking at that playbook, no emotion, not yelling at nobody. He just was standing there. He just – it pissed me off. You look over at East Carolina's head coach, he's yelling at – he's pulling guys out of the game. He's yelling at him. He's telling them. He's That guy was being a head coach. Chad Stags was just there just to be there. You know, he just – he wasn't there to actually – I don't feel like he, – he didn't really care about coaching this game. It, it didn't show it. I mean, golly, you got 53 points put up on you. So, I mean, I feel like if those two things would have happened, would a healthier 10 have helped us out? Maybe. Maybe. I think we maybe would have put up maybe a few more points. But that defense was just atrocious from the start. And I don't think – I don't know what else could have happened, but I think, you know, Chad Stags could have tried to make an adjustment. There were two things that stood out to me in this game that our East Carolina has that are where we want to be. And the first thing, it, this is the less important of the two. It's athletes and size. Some of the coverages that we had when we had man coverage, McDoom and Proche were there. They were right there. They played as good as coverage as they could play but they got absolutely mossed by like six, four, six, five receivers. And it didn't matter. There were a lot, like they, there were a lot of plays where they were there. They played great coverage, but they got mossed. The East Carolina had size. And then that running back, man, Keaton Mitchell, Mario used to, that dude is Chris Johnson, not 2.0, but he's like Chris Johnson, 0.5. Like that kid is fast. And that is an athlete. And irregardless of scheme, if you have six, five athletic receivers and a running back that, that, that is that fast, 
And then a quarterback that can just get him the ball, get your best players the ball. And that's something we've struggled with. And that's something that we need to go get athletes. I don't care what the scheme is. It doesn't matter if we have athletes, your floor is incredibly higher. And then second, and for me, this is the most important thing that we had zero of this year, energy. You mentioned it, Jordan. Chad Staggs was never in anyone's face all game, no energy, no emotion. And this is something we actually called him out for earlier this year when he was just a defensive coordinator. And this is something we've called the team out for this year. No emotion this year, no energy, no swag, and East Carolina brought all of that. I don't want to be as – they had a lot of undisciplined plays and a lot of penalties that they shouldn't have had, but the intensity, emotion, and swagger that they brought to this game – is what I expect to see every single game out of us moving forward. Because without emotion like that, we're not going to win any games. And that's where I want us to be. East Carolina did those two things very well tonight. And if Tim Beck's taking any notes, we got to bring back the swagger and we got to get athletes. Right. And, and I mean, like you mentioned with Mitchell, I mean, it was the same run. Like nothing really changed. He had a couple inside runs, but every single time he hit a, po- a pocket or a hole, Every single time, he just went around. And I think, I'll, I'll give the defense credit on this. Eventually, they figured it out. Eventually, once he started making that little turn, eventually, they were doing a decent job of, of stopping him. But he still had a right. hundred. But you can figure it out. And every time they started to figure it out, all it takes was that 25, 30-yard run, and it resets everything you right. did. Every stop you had just means nothing now. And that's right. because of how good of an athlete he is. So, yeah. Right. But, yeah, but that's the only thing Like I'll, I'll give the defense credit on. And... Honestly, like you said, Josh, everything you said was right about Tim Beck. Everything you said was right. There needs to be a culture change. There has to there has to be an impact on this team because we had no energy. I got to give East Carolina a lot of credit. You know, did they have some dirty plays? Sure. Maybe were there some calls that we might have not agreed with? Sure. But at the end of the day, East Carolina, it doesn't matter. East Carolina came in. They kicked our ass. They have not won a bowl game since 2013. You're going to tell me a team like that doesn't have hunger? Yeah. Come on. Like, you, you guys should have been well more than motivated to go in there and beat them because this team was motivated to get that first bowl game in nine years. Yeah, they came in, kicked our ass, and had a hell of a lot of fun doing it. They deserved it. They deserved it. But it's unfortunate, and I'm just hoping that we can bring some type of energy next year, create some culture, and I'm just hoping that we get some dogs next year that are able to do what they need to do to win. Yeah, Jordan, I'll turn it over to you for the last point before I go ahead and wrap it up here. Well, I mean, I was just going to bring out the offensive line as well. I mean, the offensive line, nobody's really been talking about their offensive line. Their offensive line played great as well. I mean, they – we couldn't – One I, sack. Yeah, we didn't – we did not meet the – And no turnovers. We did not meet <laughs> – we did not meet where I wanted us to be at defensively. I mean, Gerard Clark, um, loved the guy so much. I mean, Big Grizz, I mean, but you got to give hats off to – uh, East Carolina's uh, offensive line. I mean, this guy didn't even. I don't think he had a. Ta- he had met a couple of tackles, but they had him in check from the start of the game to the end of the game. And this is an NFL prospect, one of our own prospects. So it just shows we got a lot more work to do. But I am very confident in the direction that we are going to go in. Um, I feel like Tim Buck Beck is here for a reason, and I think that you know, with every loss, it's a lesson. Three game losing streak to end of the season is gonna propel us into something great in twenty three. I just gotta hope and believe it. Yeah, I hope and believe too. With that, I'll go ahead and wrap us up. Follow us on Instagram at Sean Show on Twitter at the Sean Show. 
I want to hear it, man. What are your thoughts on this team heading into the offseason? Um, how are they going to turn this god just curb stomping by the Pirates into something useful? Let us know your thoughts on, on what Tim Beck can do to uh, to fix this program moving forward. Send us your guesses for where Grayson McCall ends up as uh, out of the transfer portal. I, I, I'm curious to see what our, our listenership out there is feeling towards him and, and where they believe he will end up. Beyond that, Sean's up. We'll see you real soon.